Okay. Okay, Michael. Well, welcome to the Sprocket, you big lump of junk. What's going on? Oh, not much. Just thinking back to my favorite Jean-Claude Van Damme, John Woo collaboration from the early 1990s. Michael, what film are you referring to? Yeah, uh, this movie called Hard Target. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, Tucker. Have you ever heard of the movie Hard Target? No. Let's go back in time and watch it and then do a podcast where we rank it against the other nine movies we've done and <laughs> as, a, as a form of penance. Let's do it. You and me, Michael. Okay. You can't see it, but I'm making my, like, go back in time pose. It's a little, it's similar to, like, Blue Skidooing from uh, Blue's Clues. Blue Skidooing? Blue Skid Dude, we can too. How are you, Tucker? I'm doing okay. H- hard Target, huh? Um, hard Target. Um, John Woo, is he a good filmmaker? Well, he's actually an acclaimed filmmaker from Hong Kong who went to Hollywood and made some not as good movies. Is this his uh, first of those Hollywood movies? It's his first of those Hollywood movies, but you okay. might know him best, Tucker, as... The guy behind Mission Impossible 2 and yes. Face Off. Yes. Mission Impossible 2 is a terrible, terrible, terrible movie, but Face Off yeah. is not. I don't like either of these movies. Okay. Uh, John Woo has a style, right? Mm-hmm. It's like not <laughs> a good style. Are we comfortable saying that? It's like I might not be comfortable saying that because there are th- okay. times where I think I think two things. One, we're judging off of his Hollywood productions, which I don't think it seems to be the critical consensus that they're not as good as the Hollywood as the Hong Kong stuff. And I haven't seen the Hong Kong stuff, so I can't say this. Okay, but I think there are moments in Hard Target that, despite maybe the best efforts of some of those involved, mm-hmm. work. Wow. Ooh. Ooh, sideways glances at Hard Target. Okay, Michael, what's Hard Target about? What is this? Uh, walk me through the the plot, please. Okay. Real quick here. So let's go back in time. Okay, again. To the early 90s. Have I seen Hard Target? Is this post the time skip that we already did? Or? No, this is, this is before, I mean, both of us are probably alive, but we're probably little babies. Okay, um, but what timeline? I'm thinking we early timeline. 90s, early 90s. We're in early 1990s now. Okay, timeline A, early 90s, okay. We're in New Orleans. Okay, Nolans, sure. Okay. NOLA. Okay. And there are these guys. You sure. know, they read that, that old short story, The Most Dangerous Game, and they were like, this, but real yes new orleans Ooh, the jazz the slide guitar so much slide mm, guitar for some yes reason. oh my okay. gosh yes Ooh, okay. yeah mm. mm-hmm. how about some folk music you know there are some french folks out in these parts too. <laughs> oh, oh oh really i can't wait to meet this french folk you talk about <laughs> uh anyway anyway uh-huh. we'll, we'll get to creole okay shiner and not Creole. uh wow uh <laughs> cajun yes. okay we'll get to cajun moonshiner here in a sec okay or in a bit later but basically you have these folks they read the most dangerous game and thought hey this is a good business plan Mm -hmm. one of them is this evil russian guy maybe it sounds like Mm -hmm. he's east german who Mm -hmm. knows he's a triple x character before triple x was a film series (laughs) yep okay yep so uh 
they're doing this thing where they take big money from millionaires for the hunt of their lives. Ooh. And that hunt is people. <laughs> Hobos, more specifically, specifically veterans, combat veterans yes. who are homeless. Because, right. you know, no one's going to miss them, but they might provide a bit of a challenge. So these people are paying big bucks out the wazoo to hunt these guys in New Orleans. You know, if you really think about it, it does make perfect sense. Okay. So <laughs> where does Jean-Claude Van Damme come into this? Jean-Claude Van Damme. Jumbo. He's he's a uh he's he himself is a combat veteran. He is a former special forces, I believe Marine Force Recon. Okay. Falling on some hard times, you know, he's he's Signing up for a, uh, a a spin on one of the in in the merchant marine there, but uh, you know he just hasn't paid those union dues. Yes. The actual plot, okay. Jean Claude Van Damme is sort of kind of thrown into it after a uh, female character whose name I don't remember sure. is looking for her father. Her father, you see, went missing. Okay. And the police aren't any help. You know they're striking. Oh yeah, yep, yep. This is uh wow, there's a lot of there's a lot of hoops to jump through on this whole yeah. train, isn't there? Okay, uh, sure. Yeah. So anyway, she stumbles across John Claude Van Damme after a spectacular fight scene mm-hmm, mm-hmm, in the middle mm-hmm. of a diner and it's like oh, this guy clearly can take care of himself and he's paying attention to things, you know, and then kicking people in the face as John Claude Van Damme does. Right. And uh Yes. And then so. you can tell where the movie would go from there. Sure. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. The sub's pretty obvious. There's a little bit of, is there a twist or turn? You know, you meet Roper, you like Roper, they shoot Roper, go on, moving on. <laughs> is Roper the second uh, victim we see running through? Yes, Roper okay. is the other, I think he was like Airborne Ranger or something, if you go by the patches on his jacket. He's got a heart of gold. You know, well, and then there's like these little things they hint at here, you know. I, I like to think of Hard Target maybe as social commentary, Tucker. Oh my god. <laughs> yes, yes. I actually, I think there is some attempts at that, and I don't think, or maybe it, not even intentionally, but it's like, man, this shirt sucks. Um, <laughs> yes. Are you talking specifically, the one that jumps out to me is obviously the one where he's like begging for help in the street, and people are like, ew. None of it. Yes. Shot. Yes. Yeah. Yep. That works that, okay. Uh, I th- I don't know if it's like. A part of me think wonders whether or not it's just kind of. Exploitative to some degree. Uh huh. It's a John Woo um, movie. <laughs> sure. Yes. Um. Okay. There is. Uh. I mean, even before then, just the fact they're picking off homeless veterans, seems very intentional to some degree. Um, yes. You have this scene where, and I'm looking at the cast list now. The young woman's name is Natasha. Okay. So Natasha is in this area where, you know, a lot of the the homeless and destitute in New Orleans. It seems like they kind of have a settlement there. Um, they find his his uh, his shopping cart, and it's like this moment where she's like, "Oh my God, my father lived out of a shopping cart." And then we forget about it afterwards. It's yes. like, oh, "Okay, we're ditching this." Right. But uh. I think there's some attempts at stuff like that. But to get to the meat of the plot, Tucker, Jean-Claude Van Damme is this guy who gets wrapped up in this whole big operation, this human hunting operation. And you know what? He is, now that he's on, he's the target, he's Uh going to make sure he's the hardest target possible and bring Uh this whole operation down. Yeah. 
yeah, this movie is an excuse to zoom in on Jean-Claude Van Damme's face like 50,000 times. <laughs> Which is crazy because he shows he's so bad at showing any kind of emotion on said face. He is not a good actor, this Jean-Claude Van Damme. No, I don't understand it. <laughs> Where no. did he come from? <laughs> what does he do? Have you seen other Jean-Claude Van Damme movies? It's crazy. Yeah, like Universal Soldier? Sure. You never seen Universal Soldier? Nope. Nope, I don't know what Ooh. that is. Ooh, where Jean-Claude Van Damme is like a super soldier, government project <laughs> kind of stuff. Uh, there was a period of time. Thing. There uh-huh. was a period of time where, where you know... You had action movie kingpins. Okay. And among among that crowd, and I'm talking this crowd including people like Arnold Schwarzenegger, Steven Seagal. Stallone. Um, Sylvester Stallone. In this crowd, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Um, in this crowd? Uh, maybe the producers tried to put him in that crowd. By that crowd? Well, I you see towards that crowd. Yeah. He is in the Expendables, which is pretty okay. much the the canonization the of this crowd. Okay. So, all right, all right. Well, he's not so good. This I don't fun. think he's a good actor. Uh, do I have fun watching him kick people? Yeah. Mhm. 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 But that's yeah, he's not the not the most charismatic person on screen. You're watching the right movie anyway. Yeah. Uh, so, in terms of kicking, Mhm. How would you would you describe this movie as a good-looking or stylish film, Michael? Please tell me. Sometimes. Okay. Um, I think there are attempts at that. I think you see that where they uh, when they try to set things in like downtown New Orleans, and you have a bit of that like that Mardi Gras flash going on in the background. Um, I think at times that works. I think the same of the climax when you're in the old mill and all of the old Mardi Gras floats are there. Yeah, that's really good. Uh, I agree with you there. I don't agree at all with the city stuff. I think it all looks like they were on a soundstage and (laughs) there's like four people milling around in the background while they have their fantastic dialogue with each other, these characters. Uh, But there's like a... I miss... I miss, I mean, can I be the old man? Can I put on the old man pants? Can I go get my socks? Sure. Yeah. Yep. Listen here, Sonny. When there wasn't, when they couldn't just cheat with the computers, movies were better. Michael, because he had to stand on that motorcycle and then shoot at that car and then jump over (laughs) the car and land on it. You know? Yeah. No green screens here and you can tell because it doesn't look so good, but it looks awesome. It looks perfect. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. 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 I don't know. I wondered about a lot of the presentation in New Orleans in this. As a side note to kind of like, you know, is this stylish? Are we... And then you get that setting where, like you said, there's only maybe four people in the background sometimes when things are happening in New Orleans. Sure. This large, bustling metropolis on the Gulf of Mexico, one of the largest cities in the United States of America, actually. And a uh, cultural, a, a real cultural mecca in the United States, even. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was wondering about their kind of whether or not they perform. Well. I've never been to New Orleans, so mm-hmm. I, I can't say. Um, but uh, it seems weird that you get all these like dirt roads and old crumbly shacks, and it almost looks like a western with neon occasionally. Yeah, it looks like maybe he sent a team and they took pictures, but John Woo wasn't maybe in. New Orleans too much 
or something. Mm-hmm. It feels like a touristy look at the city or doesn't yeah, feel yeah. lived in to me at all. I don't know. Um, well, there's some musical direction to help you there, Tucker. I hope yeah. you like some slide. Am I crazy? Slide guitar. Am I crazy? No, 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 no. Is slide guitar a Louisiana thing? No, right? Uh, blue, the blues is. The blues, but not like the slide blues. guitar. Yeah, the slide. The slide is as much a part of that as anything okay um okay i asked if i was crazy and I'm you crazy. get a little bit of that you get a little bit of that bayou flair you know think like credence clearwater revival because <laughs> obviously you have to end this with born on the bayou by credence clearwater revival okay sure um okay. which they do they walk into the sunset well oh yeah fogarty is singing in the background oh yeah what the hell <laughs> isn't credence from california Screw the uh, i think so but they I don't know where Credence is from. That's a. Hmm. They were born I on think... the bayou. Because uh, they defined that like modern, you know, that, that modern. That swamp uh, rock. Swamp rock tone. Mm. They're like the, the token. But yes, no, they are from California. Um, you could tell me this was a big budget movie or a small budget movie. And I would say, of course, I can tell because of the way it looks. That's fair. At all times. <laughs> That's fair. And I appreciate that, Michael. I appreciate okay. it. Okay. So how do you want to start dissecting this bad boy? Um, Here's the thing. I really enjoyed this movie. Okay. Uh, I think it's bad. Okay. I think this is okay. a bad, enjoyable movie. Um, I don't think it's bad. I think there are scales. There's like oh, a gradation sure, sure, scale sure. there. Sure. It's not like bad as like... I don't think I'd fit it in the same category as, say... Uh, the uh, you know, like the well, I was gonna say like you know that this is so bad, it's good, it's so corny and hokey. Let's go watch the mm. the room. No, um, no, but the room is such a uh, uh, but that's that's, that's like a, a basement. Like that's hard to. Yeah, I think it's spoiler alert. I would also put. I, I would also say you know this isn't like at the level of the pacifier. I like oh. this movie. There are some times I think this worked. No, I yeah, I think the whole second half of this movie is a ton of fun. Yeah. Uh, oh, there's some scenes we have to talk about. Mm-hmm. But I think the first half is like broken or something. Like it barely feels like I'm watching a movie. Yeah, which is acting. interesting. There's acting yeah. going on. Because that's when they're trying to set up the stakes here. Yeah. You you know they're trying to. That's when I think you get the most of this attempt to try to show New Orleans in some way. That's where you get most of this attempt to try to establish that, you know, Jean-Claude Van Damme, otherwise known as Chance Boudreau. Why is his name Chance? His mother took one. So you get like these, you get like these, ah! these introductions. Yeah. You get a sense as to, you know, how is it that, uh, that, such, that such a wild and absurd thing is able to happen in New Orleans? Well, part of the reason is, and why is it that uh, uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme has to take the law into his own hands? It's because the police are striking, so you have to set that up. You have mm-hmm. to set up that he's down on his luck and he needs some money. You have to set up that they're trying to look for Natasha's papa. Mm-hmm. You have to set up. You have to set up these like initial clashes, these initial introductions when, like that initial fight when they're downtown and Jean-Claude Van Damme is kicking people off of motorcycles. Right. Which is good. Which is very John yeah. Woo. Which is yeah, fun. which is good. That's yeah. it. That is that is like the moment when it's like, okay, yep, I'm on board. 100%. Yep. Yes. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Do you think they could uh, cut all that and just 
but like do you need all this setup do you think it adds you anything? mean just kind of make it like the predator and say okay you're being hunted do oh that do sounds think? more appealing to me when you say really? that absolutely because mm-hmm. hmm. they could punch two snakes instead of one michael <laughs> yeah. what a film that would be um i think it's okay i actually did not mind the first half as much okay it was it was like it wasn't great i think there are there are beats they miss yes uh i think some of the the setup where they're you know a lot of the veteran stuff i think is kind of handled weirdly the I like when you start getting into the slimy criminal underworld yes. and you get this this Randall guy. Yes, absolutely. Like, yeah, go hang up these these posters. That's and he's good. just like he's made out to be this kind of, you know, just this like slimy underground fellow. Yeah, who's also be- like completely put over the entire movie and is like the punching bag, which is <laughs> awesome. Yeah, gets his ear uh, cut off, man. He gets his earlobe cut off. And then he gets his massage interrupted. Oh, that's right. Oh, oh it's my a God. Too forceful. Chance is so here good. and he's going to make sure he talks. And I like the lady's like, okay, I understand completely what's happening. I'll leave yeah. now. I actually, I, I kind of like this, this thing where it seems like Jean-Claude Van Damme's character just kind of knows everything. <laughs> and people just kind of let him everywhere because it's kind of goofy in a way. It's just like, yeah, of course we'll let this guy into a crime scene. Right. Of course he knows the head of this massage parlor. Of course he and Randall have had a had a run-in or two in the past. Michael. Of course. I'm not a lawyer, Michael. But the part where he goes and gets evidence from the scene and then throws it at the detective and she's like, <laughs> I don't like it, but I'll work on it. Is that <laughs> Is that how this goes? No, that would absolutely not be what happened. They'd okay. probably have found that other dog tag. <laughs> yeah. They would have found it. They wouldn't it. have known. They wouldn't have known. Um, There's no way that that would have been admitted in a court of law. There's no way that they would have just had this crime scene after uh, the other guy gets shot up in downtown New Orleans, where he's just allowed to strut in and go look at the body and be like, yup, this is, this is him. Yup, something happened. Yup. This is Trump's America, Michael. We're living. <laughs> um, oh my God. That thing you were saying, though, where it feels like everybody knows Jean Claude or he knows everyone, I think that really contributes to that feeling that, like, their New Orleans is fake because it feels like there's, like, nobody there because he just, like, talks to the three people you see. It's eerie. I don't know. I don't like it. Hmm. There's no crowd shots in this movie. It's weird. <laughs> That's There's fair. like one person in each building and he goes in the building and he talks to them and then he leaves. And I don't know. I don't like Yeah, that that's, I actually don't mind it as much. I'd rather there not be this kind of destruct, this distracting background noise at times. Sure. Sure. Um, Cause like if you were to take this to say, you know, the Mexico city scene at the beginning of Skyfall, I think is a comparison where you're trying to build this lived in city where there's a lot going on, especially since you're trying to set up this like Mardi Gras side to it. Um, I don't remember this at all. I'm sorry. I've seen this movie. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, I thought they the beginning were on a of train and he, she shoots him. I thought the beginning. Which is the begin one? In the beginning, which which James, whichever James Bond movie they start in Mexico City. Mexico City. I'm pretty sure that's Skyfall because they're doing they're during the they're there for the Day of the Dead. <laughs> I honestly don't remember. I'm sorry. And it's like this that crazy busy though. thing. It's like this crazy crazy busy thing, and then. James Bond I gets shot. Fall in water. James Bond gets shot off Adele the train. Adele sing. 
Yes, let the the something sky fall. Something. Tommy York is left to feel bad. Okay, I like uh, I like this movie um, more than Skyfall. Just throwing that on the table. Wow, that is a weird one. We'll have to <laughs> we'll have to a weird hill we'll have to go over down the road. Anyway, okay. anyway, yes. um, I would rather have had this more focused thing where it's like, okay, I only have to care about this <clears throat> one character who's on screen. I know it's yeah. because she's the only one here that for him to talk to. Yes, that's fine. I think that worked for like the the. The police department stuff, I would rather have had that than have this busy police bureaucracy nonsense yeah. kind of going yeah, yeah, on. Yeah. But it definitely is kind of absurd when they just when she just kind of lets him roll through crime scenes. Yeah. Just do whatever the hell he wants, try to find these folks who are doing the hunting and whatnot. And he... How does that all play out? Because the thing... I thought the... Because the thing with the dog takes, right, is he's figuring out that her father was killed instead of dying in a fire or whatever. Right. How does yep. how does he become connected into all of the, you know, the game? Uh because he's looking through the I thought it was because he was looking through the No, it was because they found out that the guy's daughter Natasha, the one that the the guy that you initially see die in the movie that his daughter Natasha was looking for them with this other fellow, this other French oh, fellow. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then he's snooping around in right. the crime scene. Because it's, it's not even an official game, man. They're just after him, and then it becomes the game. It becomes the game, yeah, Ooh. because they need to tie up this loose end. So he brings in his team of best hunters, oh, and they go to the There's something body. about that I love, Michael. You can't. I can't. That's just good. This is good. And they're all they all have like different clothes on, you know. They're all like their own. They all they each have their own backstory. These guys they have their own, and they all have their own special weapon too. Yeah, uh, like the one guy has the harpoon gun. Yes, and it's like, oh, you know, he's Harpoon Man. <laughs> What's his story? We'll never know. <laughs> we just know he's a millionaire and he has a harpoon. Yeah, because you know his story just by looking at him. He's hunting for his own white whale, I reckon. <laughs> Oh, we haven't even talked about the main bad guy is great. He yes. is great. Yes, I know. I, I absolutely agree. Um, actually, he received a Saturn Award for his portrayal as oh, Jesus. the main bad guy. <laughs> God Fun bless fact. Him. God but bless um, him. yeah, where he's and he has all these great lines, like these. Like I, I wrote down lines he would say about how like. Um. Ah, uh, what was it? 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 I, I had a really good one. I don't remember where I wrote it. Ah, uh, no. Ah. Where you go? Ah. Uh... <laughs> oh yeah, like this is new. This is New Orleans, Mister Zanon, not Beirut. <laughs> you paid half a million dollars to find out if you're alive or dead. Like they're giving him like these absurdist lines, and they're great, and I he's like delivering it. them like a crazy bad guy, like a perfect kind of villain. Dude, he plays the piano. He plays the piano. He plays the piano, and it's so dramatic. Oh my god! <laughs> I think that works. What's happening in that scene? I remember him playing the piano, but it's underscoring something else that's happening. 
Uh, it's underscoring this meeting with one of the guys they're gonna bring out on a hunt. It's oh, the one where yeah. they go out and k- try to kill Roper. So good. The other, the other uh, veteran who's conscripted into the hunt and does not succeed. I love that they spend so much time on his gun and how he's got like the bullets on his waist, and there's so <laughs> many shots of him like opening up his coat and grabbing a bullet put yeah gun. Ooh, it's so good they give him such a dramatic like like uh impractical kind of gun too because you got all yeah. these guys running around with like machine guns and things and he's just got this single shot breech loader that he keeps in his back pocket <laughs> with like a row of belt like a, a row like a like a belt with a couple a couple rounds in it and it's it works you, you feel it, like he could just like shoot anyone at any time because he's always got the gun in his hand and he's pissed off man he's ready to go and you know since he does one shot he doesn't miss that's right this time it's personal um boy where do we go from here michael where do we go from here we can let's go to the action sequences i feel like if there is a hat to hang yes on hard target it is these these action sequences um including the first one where you see a bunch of motorcycles doing wheelies as they chase this guy down John. and you get the harpoon gun and he shoots the harpoon and you just see the harpoon it like <sighs> the camera tracks the harpoon yep 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 and then when it hits the guy it pierces his dog tag gosh that's how you know he's dead gosh oh yeah that's so dumb <laughs> great movie great movie uh yeah, um, I think it's kind of up and down as far as action sequences go. Uh, like, I think the actual hunts aren't so great. Yeah. Which um, is weird. Except for the end. Except for the end, yeah. But, uh, I think that when they hunt Jean-Claude, I think it's a little better. But uh, like, I think the graveyard stuff is all right, but everything else related to that whole sequence, I think, is kind of dumb in the middle. Or not dumb I... Yeah, I mean, I came away, like, there weren't any sequences I openly disliked. Okay. Like, I wasn't like, you know, this is this is terrible, but there are times where it's like, okay, it's clearly we're peaking here with this, or we're peaking here with that. Right. Um, as far as, like, the hunting sequences go. The first part is, like, entirely forgettable, except that it, it kind of introduces, you know, what's at play here. And the tone of the this tone. film. Yeah. Which is goofy. Yeah, like goofy action movie. Yeah. Um This yeah, that middle hunt, not so great either. Uh like I I I guess the graveyard's an interesting pick. It's as I understand, kind of like an iconic graveyard in New Orleans. Sure. But it's not like like it's kind of a boring sequence at times. Um I like that it gets turned on its head when the uh, guy being hunted actually kills the hunter. Yeah. Takes his gun. That's cool. Yeah. But then you get that sequence where he's out in the middle of New Orleans and everyone's like, oh, I don't have any change. Get away from me. Huh. You are poor. I don't want to talk to you. That part. And then you get. <laughs> don't make no sense. Uh, yeah. I think they were trying for like a. I think there's a I think there's like a a thing going on here in this entire movie where there's a bit of that maybe some kind of class consciousness trying to be woven into it. There's like this clearly, you know, rich people picking on the poor people kind of thing. 
and other people kind of ignoring the poor people and like you get it you get what i'm trying to say there yeah wilford brimley is really uh he's down in the dumps and then they shoot his horse or something i get what you're saying but we don't okay. we i mean all the characters <laughs> in this movie are either evil rich killer people or you know like three hobos and then a lady like it's there's not the scope isn't there i feel like to tell that kind of tale yeah i mean i think it's i'm not saying it's done well i'm just saying i think it's there no i think think, they're going for it but and i think that's what's at heart in that that middle scene and i think if there's like climax where it does kind of work well even if the rest of it's kind of hokey and even if it's kind of corny and it looks a little cheap i do think that final shot of him being gunned down in the middle of new orleans like in the middle like in the middle of the crossroads yeah well, there are people around him. Yep. You just get this like huge kind of thing going on. I, and I think it works. Yeah. Him center frame. I think it works. Yep. But what? outside of those, where <laughs> yeah. you have like John Claude Van Damme kicks people in a bar fight. Yeah. John Claude Van Damme kicks people off of motorcycles. Yes. Go on. These are these are where I think it starts picking up into this like absurd '90s action movie realm that is great. This is yes. fun. Yeah, though Where he's like skating on motorcycles into vehicles and then blowing them up. It's like a fever dream. The yeah. last third of this movie, and it's beautiful. It's what you <laughs> yeah. would want. When when the hunt finally formally begins, and you get the they're in the bayou, and you get the the guys lining up like, okay, whoever gets the kill, their fee is waived. <laughs> it's perfect. They're and, evil and rich, Michael. They're they're unstoppable. Yeah. And it's and it's like the perfect setup because it's like these are the good hunters, these are the ones you and the these pros. are the ones you want killed. Yeah. Like you you want you want John Claude Van Damme to beat these guys up. Hell yeah, hell yeah. And so then, they, aren't they like in a helicopter at some point? And he's like, no, don't pick him off from the air. We're going in on foot. Yeah. They have honor. Yeah. No, there's the spirit of the game, Tucker. That's right. Ooh. And then you get these these absurd sequences on the run where she stops to rest by the tree. Okay, are we doing this? Right? Are we doing this? We're doing this. We're doing this part. Okay. okay. So she stops okay. to rest by the tree. Okay. And he's all like, "No, you can't run because if when we uh something about like when we wait, we wait for them or something or like like <laughs> sure. if, if we're taking a break, it's it's." time for them to catch up some kind of something to that effect Mm -hmm. but then she's like then he's like close your eyes and it's it's setting up this like weird is she gonna kiss him or not and then he fucking pulls a rattlesnake out of the tree punches it in the face and bites off its tail for a trap yes 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 uh yes i love here's the things i love about this part okay I love that it hints at this romance that hasn't been hinted at at all and is never yeah. touched on again. Yeah. Which I kind of respect because this is like this completely chaste movie where there's like no sexual tension whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And I and to be that. fair, there's maybe it's things are a little weird. Yes. I don't know. They've been spending a lot of time together. Her dad's dead. Things are a little stressful. But I feel like things they are never getting crazy. There's never yeah, that scene they, they, where they're like, no. it's nighttime, and then wah, 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 or anything. I don't know. Yeah. 
No, that's yeah, yeah. I know it's it didn't pull me out as much as I guess as it pulled you up, but at the same time, it's like yeah, this is that's hokey. <laughs> yes, and then <laughs> and then I love the biting the tail off because there's no context for it when it happens. <laughs> and then you and then it's like oh, of course, of course he would do that with his mouth to do that, <laughs> but uh, in the moment it's kind of alarming. I love how. There's two hits. He tries whacking it unconscious and it doesn't work. So then he punches it. Right. As you do. As you do with rattlesnakes. <laughs> oh and then my there's, God. there's like the trap. There's like the weird trap where it triggers the snake somehow and yes. bites the one guy. <laughs> it triggers in the, face. the snake. That's right. He steps on the pressure plate and then the snake bites him. <laughs> uh, and I love that the bad guy, the main bad guy, is like, of course. Oh. We fell right into his trap, and then he just like <laughs> shoots the guy. Oh, it's so good, Michael. <laughs> it's absurd. Uh, so then you also get introduced to Uncle uh, Duvet. Mm. Uncle mm. Duvet. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And he's mm. making moonshine, and he's like, that is this stuff. Mm. 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 Kind of wish this whole part wasn't in this movie, yeah. to be honest with you. I honestly think it's the part that could be left out the most. It, yeah, I it, agree. It's kind of embarrassing, huh? Maybe. A little bit. Yeah. I don't know. A little bit. Yeah. It's, it's but you get rough, the heart, man. You get the heartwarming, uh, the, the, the heartwarming reunion between Jean-Claude Van Damme and the man who taught him everything he knows. Wilford Brimley. Wilford Brimley. Brimley. <laughs> He's like, I got my shotgun still. And then he gets it down from the rafters and it's all dusty. And it's all dusty. <laughs> yeah. That's very stupid. Uh, I I I hate this part so much. I hate it. But then oh, why are they after you for business or pleasure? <laughs> both. <laughs> and then they're on horses or something. They yeah, got a bow horses. and arrow, sure. Yeah, he shoots his his uh distillery. It goes, oh, moonshine distillery and it explodes and lights oh, the guy on fire yeah. and it blows up the sh- the his shack his little bayou shanty the uh the people on fire in this movie is pretty good yeah you even get the scene where the main bad guy is on fire oh. and like brushes his jacket off and he's like god damn it or whatever i guess that was not intentional i was reading after the fact was, really yeah and he was he just stayed in character and threw his coat off and was like let's do this I think that's awesome. Ooh, I that's, like that. Yeah, that's where that award came from. He earned this it. This is what this is what gets you the Saturn. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yes, I don't know. This whole part kind of mushes together because it's just a lot of them in like farm country. Yeah, they're running. He's running the horse down the bayou, and they're shooting like machine gun rounds at him but they're blowing things up at the same mm-hmm, time mm-hmm, mm-hmm. from the yep, helicopter yeah 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 yeah. there's a lot of trees exploding and stuff in this <laughs> yeah. movie oh lord um yes. then you get the final standoff in the mill which the is great mill which is just mwah. yeah mwah. And you get like these absurd sequences where the guy drives the motorcycle into mm-hmm. the mill to mm-hmm. hunt down jean-claude van damme so then jean-claude van damme kicks a barrel of like petrol at him and shoots it and blows the guy up and his blows the guy and his motorcycle out the window. <laughs> That's awesome. 
Um, Doves go flying by in slow motion, as they do. Yeah. There is a sequence, Tucker. Uh-huh, Tucker, uh-huh, there is a uh-huh, sequence uh-huh, where he uh-huh. talks to a pigeon. Yep, that's one of my notes. And the pigeon listens. Yep, one of them we winks. Are... <laughs> I wrote pigeon wink in my notes, and I'm guessing he winks at the pigeon, but maybe not. No, I think he winks at the pigeon. It's the pigeons that poop on the guy in the motorcycle before he blows it up, I think. Is this, uh, are we establishing a canonical list of movies where the protagonist talks to a bird towards the end of the movie <laughs> and then the bird helps kill a bad guy or something? Because we're two, man. We're up to two. We're two. We're two out of ten right now. That's, that's, a there's scary no ratio. reason, there's no reason two out of ten movies randomly selected should have a guy talking to a bird and <laughs> having the bird understand what he's saying. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, um, but we do we yes. do and he does talk to a pigeon in this god bless him but you also see these crazy action sequences where he's like dueling the one guy with twin pistols mm-hmm. he's kicking people he's you've got all these crazy like takedowns and stuff going on there's the final standoff where he has the grenade and sticks it in the guy's pants Ooh. and he's like this hunts over and kicks him away it's good. And the it's grenade good. blows up. And that it's, is the end. I love the way... I don't know if it's on purpose, right? Okay? We, mm-hmm. I don't know intent here. But the noise the bad guy makes right before the grenade blows up is such a perfect, like, unacting noise. Because he's like, whoop. Or something. Yeah, he says, like, the la- his last word is oop. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's oop. so natural, though. It feels like what I would say if I dropped a grenade or whatever. <laughs> Uh, I don't know and then like this is all happening you've got this like crazy bayou slide guitar stuff going on in the background (laughs) it just feels it just feels right I don't know this is once we get to like that these this back half of the movie things just feel enjoyable I don't know yeah it's a ride it's good it's it's fun uh, yeah it feels like it doesn't have to worry about anything except exactly what it wants to do yeah, you, and it's it's like you've got this setup, you know, um, and then John Woo just throws his characters at each other, like Literally. like kids with a, with uh, with action figures in a toy box. Mm. And think, uh, that uh, yeah, that mill is really a visually interesting mm-hmm. and novel place to put your climax of your movie. I feel like. Yeah, I agree. It works. It works. Um. Yeah. Hard target. It works. Yeah. If you squint, if uh, you skip the first half, it works. I liked it. I still even like the first half sometimes. Yeah. I liked. I liked the uh, the detective. Yes. She. Uh, they kind of get rid of her on Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. They they toss her aside pretty quick. Yeah. But uh, I liked her. She served her purpose. Um, I like a little bit of that crazy criminal underground stuff. I guess that's what like John Woo was really good at with Hong Kong cinema. Okay, uh, we should watch. Be kind of interested to play around with that. Yeah, we should get go back. Some, uh, we should go back. Get in like... some hard boiled. Yeah, the killer. I like. Uh, I feel like when she's got the little birthday cake with the little candle and she puts it away because she's gonna talk to yeah. John Claude. I feel like that's a nice like. Oh, okay, John Woo. I can kind of get with your what you're going for here 
Yeah. That's yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. I like that. The little pancake birthday. Aw. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. This was a fine movie. I would recommend this to people. Certain people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, anything else, I guess? Is it no time, Michael? Do you want to do note time? Is there anything else you really want to touch base on? I'm uh, scamming my notes, and it doesn't seem too much. I mean, this to... this is a movie you watch or you don't. I feel like it's hard to... <laughs> it's just... You're just there to watch cool stuff happen. And it does. I guess, yeah. Yeah. That's... Yeah. Okay. It's like Tucker. Dancing about architecture. Yes, Michael. What are some notes you got here? Can I go... I'm going first? You can go first, sir. Okay. You should go first. Um, I, always, I always go first. I feel bad. Uh, okay. There is a shot early on where he, he is walking away in slow motion and then it fades into an American flag slow-mo. Pretty <laughs> good. Pretty good. <laughs> There's There are so many weird Jean-Claude Van Damme slow-mos in this. Oh, my God. It's... There are some that don't make sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't make sense. How do you mean? Like it's not action-y or something? Yeah, there is was just blinking like, or chewing like he's just looking at something and it's like here yeah he is yeah, some yeah slide yeah. guitar in the background yep we're slowly panning here yeah cut to close up of his eye or something because i feel like that's what they would do yeah uh okay i okay daddy right she calls him daddy yeah she calls her dad daddy he calls him daddy he does, yes. Freaks me out, man. I think it's a cultural thing, and I think there's like a scene <laughs> where he's like, "Daddy is like the rest. Daddy is like the rest of us." When he's there, they're like, "What is what happened to her dad?" Daddy. What happened to daddy? daddy we are is like going the rest to find your daddy. Yeah, would we'll find your daddy. I don't. I don't like it, man. Hmm. Uh, he winks a lot in this movie. He does. Does he do that in other movies, or is that a is that I, a character? I could not tell you. Okay, that's fair. I, I'm, and I'm not man enough to to look up a YouTube compilation of Jean-Claude Van Damme <laughs> winking. Street Fighter, most of it is him winking. Um, <laughs> He's in Street Fighter. Street Fighter is ah, probably the worst oh, movie I've ever seen. We should do that at some point. Cause... I forgot Ooh. he's in Street Fighter. Yeah, let's uh, do Street Fighter sometime. Dude kicks a guy who's wearing a motorcycle helmet in the head, and the dude like dies. And I was like, "That doesn't seem right." But okay, <laughs> that's <laughs> right. Like, uh, isn't that what a helmet is for? We don't. Yeah, know. isn't there? And there's like a shot where he's doing that, where he goes in for the kick, and it looks good, and then it pulls away to another angle, and it's very clear that he did not land the kick. He whiffed. Yeah. yeah, that's fine. But, yeah. Oh, John Woo. Uh, my only other note is that they sure shoot everyone a lot. Like it takes like forty bullets to take somebody down in this movie. A lot of ammo. <laughs> this yeah, is not John Wick. True. No one is counting their bullets in this movie. It's just like <gasps> for one guy, and I like it. Yeah, destroy. Okay, it. Michael, take it away. So, the first shots of this movie, Tucker. Mm-hmm. They're stumbly first-person camera shots. No. Does he look down that. at his hands? There's blood uh, on him? No, I don't think you get that part. But okay. it's like he's running away. You get like this shaky, like, oh, he's running. And <laughs> there's some panting going on. 
as he's running down like towards the docks or whatever. You get a bit of a late title card, not too late of a title yeah. card, but a late title card. Yeah. If it comes at the end of credits, I feel like... Hmm. Hmm. I don't know if I'd call that a late title card, honestly. That is fair. Hmm. Uh, I wrote title card with a question mark, so maybe I was okay. thinking the same thing. Okay. Okay. Um, there are motorcycles. Okay. They're doing wheelies. Okay. John Woo, yes. Yes. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Some proto triple X, like you said. Oh. Uh, the generic, uh, at the, at the time I was saying, you know, these are some generic action movie villains and, you know, they kind of still are Sure. like that clean shaven finette, like high class, uh, European wealthy kind of folks. And it's like, and one of them talks with a foreign accent that's Eastern European. Yeah. He's I like, like him. I am. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the enforcer. He's They're always wearing black, but it's always like a nicely pressed black button-up yeah. shirt, you know? Turtleneck or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, before you get to the bluesy slide guitar, you also have some generic jazz rock. <laughs> Who's your favorite jazz rock band, Michael? I just don't know. Bad, bad, not good. They do the Zelda song. <laughs> okay. Next note. <laughs> There's a line the delivered. There's a line delivered by the villain saying, "It's like a drug, isn't it, to bring a man down?" And I loved it. Mm-mm-mm. There's this like transition from the pancake candle to the port. While there's this very '80s like guitar rock kind of thing going <laughs> on in the background, the kind of thing you'd slow down into vaporwave. Oh, okay. that's going on in the background. Okay, some gated um, drums going on. When 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 the bad guys try to confront Randall, you know he's the guy in the ad agency with the like the posters and stuff like that. When they go to confront him that time, where they end up cutting like a part of his ear off. Yeah. Uh, the line they say is "Wakey, wakey, you fat fuck," and then they karate chop his <laughs> stomach. <laughs> yeah. And then there's also the line, Randall, I come back here. I cut me a steak. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and then fun, though. I wrote in all caps that a dove lands on the dog tags. <laughs> I uh, I have that written down, too, but I didn't remember the context, so I didn't mention it. Okay. But yes. When when he's looking for the dog tag in uh, the, the oh home, yeah, the dove actually lands on it, I think. <laughs> Oh no, we have to destroy this movie, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a line where Jean Claude Van Damme and uh, and uh, Natasha they meet with the the detective, and she's like, "The wheels turn slow around here." And then there's a quick one-liner from Jean Claude Van Damme where he says, "Real slow," and I loved it because it's so corny it's just like oh he's this guy he knows what's going on mm-hmm. he's a realist the, the cops they can't keep up i get you he's the I, voice I like of authority in this situation yeah uh the shootout in the cemetery there's this part where he where uh roper runs to hide behind a statue 
and they shoot the statue, so it blows off the statue's head, and then you've got Roper's head in the background, yep. and then he looks surprised and yep. runs away. Yep. Yep. Like in a cartoon. Yeah, or like yeah, like uh, with Naked Gun or something. Yeah, it's like a Naked Gun. Uh, what were they doing? I don't know. Somebody had Why to plan that? that, Michael. Somebody had to come up with the thing and then figure yeah. out for the head to go. Uh, they had to set it up so he was he was waiting behind it until the director said action. Right. And then they blew up the statue head, and he was there looking surprised. This was very intentionally done. Someone was like, yeah, okay. This is my vision. This is what we need to do. This uh, is what this character would do in this situation. I wrote, Jean-Claude Van Damme is allowed at a crime scene, question mark, which we've covered. Uh, he roundhouse kicks a guy off a motorcycle, jumps a motorcycle through an explosion, mm-hmm. and skates a motorcycle into a truck and then blows both of those up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Money shot right there. What would you uh, say is the money shot of this film? Is it that? I feel like it's that. I feel like it's yeah, him skating that's the motorboat. Yeah. yeah. Probably. I wrote snake in all caps. <laughs> right. The infamous snake. <laughs> when he meets his uncle, he's like, you still got that 30-odd six? And he, his response is, no, a gator ate it. Okay. Because, you know. The south. Casey forgot it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's a bayou. <laughs> right. Um, the explosion is insane. Explosion! The, the when they shack. blow up the, the when they blow up the shack, it's okay. crazy. And yep. then when you have the trees exploding, that's crazy. Yep. The sound design's not that great. The machine gun, the guns all yeah. sound like they were recorded in a tin can. Yeah. Um. The pigeons literally poop on someone. Mm-hmm. There is a poop joke here. I started the line. He can talk to birds. Okay, that's an important uh, one. Yep. You have the one bad guy, the henchman. He's like, I don't get angry. I am a professional. I, I like that. I love that. I love his character. That's so good. I feel bad for him in a way because his boss is crazy. When he shoots a guy, he has that upside down pistol in his hand. Oh, he shoots yeah. the guy with a harpoon several times and then roundhouse kicks him. Uh, he says, sorry about the shirt. That upside down pistol's awesome. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, there is more dual wielding with roundhouse kicks. Mm-hmm. Lots of roundhouse kicks in this movie. That's how you uh, kill someone? He, he slides under the table. Yes. Uh, to kill the one henchman guy. Crotch shots all the way up. Yep. Pow, pow, pow. That would hurt. That's a good death yes. scene. Also, he sells it, man. You see the light go from his eyes. There is a line from the uncle after he is wounded. He says, I cannot dance. I, I cannot dance, but I can get up. Okay. okay. It's like, oh, ho, ho, you. Genesis. Koi. <laughs> Genesis. Uh, he somersaults over a fire and blasts a guy with a shotgun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's and expected. then there's the. The hunting season is over, and then his last word—the last words of the main villain—is "oop, oop," and then the movie ends immediately. Pretty much, yeah. They walk out. <laughs> they walk into the sunset. Creedence Clearwater's revival, uh, "Born in the Bayou," plays in the background. Uh, which props to them—they have the original licensed song and not a corny cover. But hell yeah, yeah. That's uh, I don't. I feel bad when a movie ends like that because it feels like it's not a movie or something to me. 
I don't know. I I'm okay with it because I don't think they could have ended it in any other way and had yeah. it satisfying. There's no denoma. There's denoma. Yeah. Like once they kill the bad guy, the conflict's over. It's like okay. And then they just go live their lives, I guess, or something. Walk into know. the sunset. Yep. The police aren't going to do anything. They're striking. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Amen, brother. Uh, okay. Are you ready to rank this sucker? Yeah. What are you feeling, Tucker? Where are we ranking? Well, I let me we... let me do our list here quick. The list of every movie ever made, best to worst. We got The Pacifier at the bottom. Okay, this is actually worst to best. We starting in the middle. So the worst movie is The Pacifier. And then moving on up towards best, we have Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors, The Secret of Nim, Iron Man, The Matrix, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, The Nightmare Before Christmas, The Witch, and Raw. You know, Michael, I was thinking we haven't done a lot of old movies. No, we haven't. These are all fairly recent. What's the oldest, Secret of Nim? Secret of Nim, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it looks like Secret of Nim. Um, I feel like this either goes below or above the pacifier. Yes. Am I, am I off base here or I actually like this more than nightmare on Elm street three dream warriors. Yeah. Yeah. I could even, uh, I could see this going below iron man. Really? I said it. Wow. Okay. So I think I would be amenable to that. Okay. But I don't know. Okay. What's I guess what's the case of it against the secret of Nim? Um Well, why aren't we putting Okay, first, why aren't we putting this above Iron Man, Tucker? Um cuz Iron Man's like a movie or something, like <laughs> it tells a story. Uh I would uh you know, if someone hadn't seen either of these movies, I would say go watch Hard Target before I would say go watch Iron Man, but I have seen Iron Man more than once and that's more than I will ever be able to say about Hard Target, I think. <laughs> okay. Okay. So what's, I guess, the argument against Secret of Nim? Because I don't... That's, I guess, my... Not my ceiling. I'd be open. Okay. okay. I think there's a shelf for me here, or a divide, right? Where Iron Man is kind of maybe the worst of the best. Right. The Matrix of... The Matrix of uh... <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Screw you, Michael. And then <laughs> uh, you've got Nim, Elm 3, and the Pacifier, which are... None. Uh, mm, hmm. I don't think the secret of Nim hangs with the above films. I guess I think it's uh, separated a bit in terms of quality. Okay. Okay. I like the secret of Nim quite a bit, but it's a dinky little down booth cartoon from the eighties. I don't know. <laughs> it's hard to be like I yeah. Mean, Cause there, it's just the secret of Nim. You get these. It feels like there's. An idea? Yes. There's like, yeah, I guess like there's, there's a certain sense of cohesion. Cohesion? No, I don't know about that because I, I, I do think it's a little (laughs) uneven. It was Don Bluth, yes. Mm. (laughs) Um, Yes, Don Bluth, yes, and he, he does that. Uh, so I don't, Hmm. but I feel like the highs are so imaginative in a way that I don't know. I guess you're comparing things like the all the stuff going on with the rats in the secret of Nim to Jean-Claude Van Damme skating on a motorcycle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I don't know if that's mm-hmm. a 
if I want to say that that they're that they hang together, if that makes sense. Okay. Okay. I guess I'm just saying there's an imagination to the secret in them that I think is very, very, very good. Yes. I like a lot. Commendable secret of Nim in some ways. So... And it does a lot of the Don Bluth things that Don Bluth does well. It does well. Yeah, a lot of people's lips moving weird when they talk. Mm. Uh, (laughs) Is this a close-up or a long shot of the owl? Why not both? (laughs) Okay. Uh, would uh, are we kind of talking maybe hard target versus Nightmare on Elm three? Then is that the the conversation we're having? I guess maybe I don't know. Would you? How I guess how do you feel about the whole Secret of Nim versus hard target thing? Um, uh, where where's where's your resolution lying? Is there like a what are you leaning? Uh, I think hard target's more fun to watch. Uh, mm. I think Secret of Nim is a better constructed film uh i don't have a strong feeling either way i guess i could see either one going okay up. no how about versus nightmare on elm street 3 i think hard target's a better movie i agree much better <laughs> even yeah actually absolutely yeah uh so i think below nim is a perfect spot as far as i'm concerned i think i agree okay i'm gonna add it right now on air Never before done, except for last time. Ooh. You know, wasn't a very hard target to hit. Oh, oh, Michael, what are we doing next time on the spot? Um, well, I I think we should probably stay committed to the thing that we were going to do this time. Yes. So, what are we doing next time, Tucker? We're doing Cloud Atlas. The Wachowski siblings, uh, epic film. We're doing Fast Times at Ridgemont High with Sean. Yeah. Sean, get in here. That's the door opening. And then Sean's here. Hello. Hello. I'm Sean. <laughs> oh. Hi. Uh, that'll be fun. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I've never actually seen... I actually don't know if I've spent a whole lot of time with Cameron Crowe movies. Well... Michael, the continued fact that you haven't seen Almost Famous just tears me up inside every time it comes mm-hmm. up, and here we are again, mm-hmm. getting all emotional, because you haven't seen Almost Famous. I know. I feel like it's the weirder one to me is not seeing singles, but... That's fair. I haven't seen singles, so I don't know anything about it, except for grunge! Yo! Chris Cornell plays a guy named Chris! Is Chris Cornell dead? Chris Cornell is very much dead, yes. Recently, right? Yeah, pretty recently. Okay. Sorry. (laughs) Just wondering. Uh, Eddie Vedder is in this movie, too. He plays a man named... He plays in a band called Citizen Dick. Because it is Seattle in the 90s. (laughs) Let's never... Let's not... Okay. Later, down the road, we'll deal with Citizen Dick. But uh, next time, Fast Times at Ridgemont High... And we'll see you there, you sons of guns. Looks like you're short on ear, so you better listen very carefully. (laughs) 